This podcast may contain adult language and themes, or it might not. We're not really sure. We haven't recorded it yet. I'm Jason. I'm Diggs. I make software, music, and podcasts. I connect people, personally and professionally, and I like talking with Jason. This is the Candy Factory 5x5 podcast. Five conversations. Five random topics. Five minutes each. When we hear this sound, we move on to the next topic. Next. On every episode, we invite a very special guest to join us. Hi, my name is Phil Niccolo. I used to be... I see, I can't even do it. I can't even fake it. I can't even fake it. <laughs> you know, let, me just, let me just be normal for just one second. No, I can't be normal for one second. Yeah, don't even bother being normal. Just You just roll uh, with it. Okay. Hi, I'm Phil Niccolo. Uh, I'm a music producer, uh, engineer, been making records for about 40 years now. I've been very fortunate to have worked with some great artists over the years. Um, uh, myself, my twin brother, and Chris Schwartz started uh, Rough House Records. Oh God, 35 years ago, uh, and had some great success with that. And then over the years, uh, also owned Studio Four Recording, Master Voice Mastering, and again, have been really fortunate to work with um, a lot of great artists from Bob Dylan to Schooly D and Taj Mahal, and um, still doing it, still making records with my pal, uh, new partner, Will Yip, who works with bands like Circus Survive, Balance of Composure, uh, Title Fight, Code Orange, uh, new modern rock bands like that. And uh, I'm really excited about being here today. We're excited to have you. Thanks so much for being on the program. Sure. Uh, this is, uh, first of all, let me just say, um, that's a great roster of musicians. And I went and checked out a little bit online before. And I, I just want to say that, you know, you worked with Anthrax and that meant a great deal to oh, me. Oh, cool. So, yes. Yeah, Tom so, 442. <laughs> yes. And John Bush, you know, Armored Saint as a kid was probably my favorite metal band. No uh, kidding. And a lot of people, you know, I mean, they were sort of a second tier metal band back in yeah, the day. But sure. I was a fan of the of the big four. I was a fan of all the heavy stuff, but Armored Saint just had a place in my heart. Well, and so that era of Anthrax, I was all yeah, about. Yeah, and here's something funny. The guy is a, it's a jazz head. And while we were making that record, he, myself, and my lovely wife, Terry, went to see a Pat Metheny concert. And it was the first time my son, Philip, got to see Pat Metheny. So who would expect I'd be going with him to see Pat Metheny? But we're, we're both jazz heads, so who knew? I have a lot of respect for the entire catalog, but the John Bush era of Anthrax, that just, uh, I have a special oh, place in my heart for that. So anyway, that was neat. Um, Diggs, it's great to see you as always, my friend. You too. I've got some musical history to dive into. <laughs> That's, you, know, you are going to be turned on to the John Bush era of Anthrax, whether you like it or not. So uh, the way this show works is uh, my iPad, his name is Frank, will dish up five random topics. We're going to talk about those topics for five minutes each. We'll hear a little jingle, and then we'll move on to the next topic. Uh, are you guys ready to go? I, I'm ready. This is, this is like, almost like Jeopardy. This is crazy. It's, it's, a, it's a lot of fun in the first topic for today's five by five is breakfast cereal oh there you go breakfast, <laughs> breakfast. phil do you have well, a favorite breakfast cereal go to you know you know i do as a matter of fact i'm a i'm a fiber guy so i start each day with 30 grams of fiber and and it it really it's like what the fuck five, five? yes i i do 30 grams of fiber and then i mix it with different kinds of granola and i go okay. to like mm-hmm. Wherever, and, I'll, and I'll, I'll constantly mix that part of it. But I always start with uh, almost two-thirds of a cup of Bran Buds. Bran Buds. Which has over 30 grams of fiber, which is yeah. your, uh, your, uh, your typical, uh, what you need each day. And it started 
for me, um, many years ago, well, not many, probably five, six years ago, I had a condition known as diverticulitis. Uh-huh. It's, it's, a, it's a serious condition of your lower intestine. Um, and without the fiber to help move things along, you could get a secondary in, in infection in your lower intestine and actually die. So mm. it was important for me to do that. Subsequently, because of the diverticulitis, I had 13 inches of my lower intestine removed. Whoa. But it was because I didn't have enough fiber as I was growing up and as I was becoming an adult and as an adult. So mm. breakfast cereal is important, man. That fiber, that 30 grams of fiber, I'm telling you, my, my kids all do it now. And uh, it makes for a healthy stool. <laughs> it's, it does. Uh, and I can attest to that because I'm a fiber one guy. So I Fiber start, one, sure. And it's interesting that you talk, like, that's what I, I have, the foundation, right? Yes. It's the foundation of fiber. And then I just, I might, I might top it with some red berry, K, sure. special K, or I might Ooh. top it with some granola, throw a banana sure. in there. But it's sure. always, it starts with the fiber one. So Diggs is just yes. like, what the fuck no, are no, these no. old guys talking about? I am. I am yeah. learning, <laughs> but I also throw. I do the same thing. I do a a, a random a, a random concoction of raspberries, blueberries, uh, sometimes blackberries, uh, hmm. and uh, so yeah, because there's a lot of fiber in those berries too. Yeah, that's right, right, right. And it makes you it, it makes you feel good, and it lasts. You know, you're not sitting like at eleven thirty going, shit, I need a taco. Right. No, you're absolutely right. Diggs, what do you go to for uh, breakfast cereal? You know, it's funny. I literally just got in back into breakfast cereal because of these COVID times we're in. Um, and my go-to was still the random assortment of checks. I don't really care. It's like if it's the rice or the corn or okay. whatever. I, I'm a rice. I'm a, a rice guy. guy. Yeah, but mix it with, I am a mixer. So I always get like Honey Nut Cheerios to mix with it, uh, to put them together. You know, Honey um, Nut Cheerios is a great filler. It's a great, isn't it? Yeah, totally. I have a big box of it that all I use it for is that. I just sort of round out the bowl. Wait, see now the boxes. Can we talk about the boxes for one second? Please. Because I've been out of cereal for a while. They've gotten so flimsy. What? Yeah. Cereal boxes suck now. Like I have had. As you're opening the top of the box, the freaking thing tears, yep. and you can't even put the lid back in together. I store the I store cereal sideways just for spacing reason in the in the cabinet. No, you're just crazy. Right. Agree. And, and it won't, yeah, it won't stay closed. I, it, like, if you put, if you stack it, it pops open. Right. I'm like, what happened? Yeah. <laughs> I'd say it's time that you uh, put your cereal in a different cabinet. You know, maybe <laughs> get the big pasta pots and move them and put your cereal where the pasta pots were. And then put those underneath your sink. Who needs Marie Kondo? Like, I'll just, uh, I'll just call up Uncle Phil for the... <laughs> I'm telling you, man, I am a, I'm a plethora of useless information. You know what I used to have? I used to have these, um, you know, they're like a Tupperware container that is designed for the cereal. It has the whole... The whole, sure, and the plunk, yeah. Yeah, I had a couple of those, um, and no yeah. longer, but I, it might be time. It might be time Somebody to broke revisit. into my house, and I think they stole those. Because at one time, it was really good to, like, put pot in, you know. You had like six or seven ounces, and you need to stuff it in something and airtight. The cereal but, Tupperware container is fantastic. Yeah, that, it was weird, that, but that's it. That was when pot was in. You know, it's not now. Now kids just do bennies and goofballs and drexies. I don't even know what the hell. Or they eat the or they eat the edibles, and they don't worry about the bags. Oh, of pots, that's right. right. It's just a, it's, yeah, well, now that it's it's more, you know, it's it's kind of funny now that it's almost legal. I don't care for it. Anymore. <laughs> what about milk? Um, but I use pea milk. How crazy is that? P-E-A. P-E-A. Oh, yeah, thanks for clarifying. I appreciate that. <laughs> well, you know, people go, you pee? What? 
No. Yeah, you pee in your milk. What the hell? It's pea milk. I have found it to be, um, it's the it's low in sugar, it's high in protein, it's low in saturated fat, and it tastes great. The it, it A lot of milks like almond milk or rice milk or, you know, whatever, coffee milk, it it's kind of watery. It's yes. like skim milk. Pea milk, it's thick, it's flavorful. It actually has a little density to it. I gotta it. try it. And um, a cup is like 80 calories? Like not wow. even four grams wow. of sugar. I'm telling you, and pea milk, go for it. it it's it, it's it's my go-to now. For me, making pancakes, it's really good. Whoa. Oh. Well, it's time to <laughs> it's time to to empty the bowl onto our. <laughs> I don't know where I didn't know where to go with that, Diggs. I'm sorry. Uh, no, it was uh, good. We're, we're going into uh, topic number two: overrated vacations. Oh, well, here we go. Walt Disney freaking world. <laughs> What a crock of junk. Preach. <laughs> now, now, actually, I'm going to back up, okay? Please. Uh, because I have to say that I I now believe on both sides of the coin. I had oh. never... I, Ch- Terry and I had been to to Walt Disney World um, like literally 40 years ago when the Epcot Center was just built, before any yes. of that stuff in Orlando happened. It was just getting going. We went down there... Well, like one of our first, I've been married 42 years, so it was one of our first vacations. Right. Went to check it out, and it was kind of cool, and it was like, oh, yeah, big kind of theme parky thing. All right, fine. And then, you know, didn't go back. And fortunately, for whatever reason, I have two two boys, Drew and, and Philip. They're like 32 and 35 now. But as they were growing up, we would ask them, you want to go to Disney World? And thank God they went, no, not really. Okay, fuck that. We don't need to go then. So we went on other vacations. It was fine, you know. And then uh, last year, my friends, the Hooters, I do a lot of live sound. And my friends, the Hooters, got booked at the Epcot Center mm. in uh, in Disney to do, they, they have bands that play, you play for 30 minutes and then you stop because they don't want asses in the seats. They want asses, asses buying rides right. and money and blah, 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 and, and food. So you play for a half hour and then you stop and you play for a half hour and you stop. Mm. But it was our my first time back to the Disney and the Universal properties right. in like 40 years. And it was so funny because it was the best of times. It was the worst <laughs> of times. And the thing that was kind of cool was like some of these freaking rides, it blew my mind. I mean, we went on... Um, the, uh, what was that ter- ride, Terry? The the big wing thing? The, uh, the Avatar. Avatar, right. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I'm in. Um, you're closed. At first, it takes an hour, two hours to get into the freaking ride, even with a fast pass. And you're sitting there, and all of a sudden, you're on this thing, and you are flying. You feel the air in your face and the sea w- w- salt, and it blew my freaking mind. That part was good. The other part where the, the hoarding of a billion people into a small space sucked. Yeah. There's, there's my take. Who, who, now, your turn. <laughs> Dick, Disney World, are you uh, pro or con? Ah, uh, con. I, I, I mean, I the same thing. It's like, it's, it's fun to experience, you know, a ride. I'm not a big roller coaster fan. I think we just talked about this on yeah. a previous episode, or recent episode. Not a big roller coaster fan, but... Like I can appreciate the artistry that goes into it and the like the work that went into like designing the things that you might you know like see along the way. Yeah. But the actual like you know the 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 pilgrimage and the 
and the you know it's like it's just yeah. a sacred ritual to you know be crowded in and hot and sticky yeah. and muggy and like you know can't move wait five hours now yeah I'm, these I'm virtual sure. experiences though i gotta say we did another one we went to the new star wars universal hmm. and you're in this spaceship and oh my god how i don't know how they generate g-force so you're sitting there and you're mm. going and you're feeling this shit and you're like and i'm a pretty technical guy and i'm like how the f are they doing this got to be spinning right, right. somehow how the hell are they creating g-forces and the thing moves and the next thing you know you're your balance is off. I'm like, holy crap. And there's R2-D2 in the front steering the thing. And you're going, get out of my way. It's like, what the <laughs> hell's going on? But that part was fun. But, yeah, I, I'm, I wouldn't choose to go to Disney at this point. My kids are in their late teens. And, and they either they didn't, I can't really remember if they desired not to go, they were girls, or if I just we just said, no, we're not going to do that. But I went as a kid around the time Epcot um, uh, opened and I, I remember it being pretty cool mm. uh, but it didn't necessarily do anything for me to where I was like man I can't wait to get back to this place um, I'll tell you though right. and a lot of people know that I'm not a f big fan of, of beach vacations and I, I feel like that that like shore vacation you know when, when I say the beach I mean like Jersey yeah. and, and Maryland and stuff like that took completely overrated for me like I don't I don't understand I don't get it like I don't it's so much work it feels like so much work to go sit in this dirt and you know <laughs> and look at this ocean and uh, I, I enjoy the sound of the ocean i enjoy if i'm going to do that then i'm going to do yeah, it yeah well that's, that's what i was going to say is that i'm learning how to really appreciate you really want to do it go in the caribbean where you're so, sitting in crystal blue water up to your neck and it doesn't move and it's you know the water temperature is 82 degrees and it's absolutely the jersey thing the water's not that clean and I mean, it's okay you know, but you got to deal with Jersey. You yeah, know. that's the problem. It's Jersey. Then there's that. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're wrapping up this vacation and moving on to topic number three on this episode's 5x5, five five, which is dancing. Oh, my dancing. God. Diggs, are you a dancer? No. Why the hell did I suggest this? I, <laughs> okay. Uh, go, well, tell, tell me uh, something about dancing. Diggs. <laughs> Why? Well, okay. I, it's not that I'm not. I just, it's, I, if I'm dancing, I'm probably very drunk. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, come on. Yeah. That's uh, the art. That's true. The, the, my, my favorite dancing story. So I do enjoy it. Every now and then I do enjoy it. But my favorite story, I was on a school trip in South Africa. Um, and it was a, it was a mixed trip. It was half kids from my college and then half kids from yeah. various colleges around the States all doing the same program. And it's the last week of the of us being all together in Cape Town and um uh, a guy who became a good friend named Oni somehow the two of us got in like this dance off in the middle of this bar called the Dubliner which is like the expat bar in in Cape Town just on the main street and like it was like every like stupid like dance movie you've ever seen where there's just like the look across the like the room <laughs> and like it was just like oh yeah you want to go and like basically we just like took over the middle of the floor and the amongst a group of our friends it was but then then you really know what you're made of that's when you really get that's what that's what the, as they say the rubber meets the road yes uh, honestly um i enjoy dancing like at weddings and those kind of things because everybody's just having a good time sure and um, I have I've provided the music for for many of the weddings of the Brimehurst of which you speak. <laughs> yes. So um, so I have a fun time putting the the music together and watching people go 
and go crazy. And, and so it's funny, you talk about like my son Drew. He never wanted to dance. He was the guy that sat in the cor- the side and just didn't want to dance. And then all of a sudden, forgetting it goes to my, my nephew Heath's wedding. All of a sudden, Drew is up and he is like freaking Michael Jackson. I mean, he's throwing his hat in the air and he's moving and spinning <laughs> and on the ground. And it's like, what the fuck? Drew. <laughs> Who is this, who's this kid? He said, well, you know what? I tried it and it turns out I really like it. <laughs> and the next thing you know... He's the guy. That's funny. And this became a thing because so I am I am plugged into this wonderful family thanks to I was a, a roommate of one of the nephews in college. And this Drew dancing was such a thing that I heard about it the next morning. <laughs> from, this is legend. From multiple people. Multiple texts came out. <laughs> Drew danced at the wedding. Drew, Drew changed everyone's life in this thing. And now Drew and my, my nephew Haley, they kind of have this like this rivalry going on. And um, at like Fourth of July parties and things where we we have these dance parties, it, it's great. And it's um, but you know I can see why people enjoy, you know, enjoy dancing. I, yeah, I can I can completely see the joy, right? When I'm when I'm at a thing and people are cutting it up. I see why people do because it is fun and it's a good reason to 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 uh, to imbibe a little and feel good. And uh, you know why not? You know, I mean Terry and I were thinking about actually taking uh, both of our sons hopefully are getting married one in october one in september one in october we'll see how this whole COVID right. thing relates to it but we were thinking about taking some like you know special kind of dancing courses Ooh. so that when when we actually get introduced into the place we can kind of come in and like waltz a tango that's a great idea i little known fact about me because i grew up in a very very small coal town up in the like western pennsylvania in the Where, mountains that? there it, well, it was north of Johnstown. The town was called Barnesboro back in the day. It's, it's changed names. Weird story. But anyway. Yeah. I know anyway. Wellsboro. That's a Yeah, this is way, way further west. It, but it it, um, it was a very small town, uh, kind of backwards town. But there was this period of time. Of course, I was a kid, middle school, uh, around the time that Run DMC and Grandmaster Flash and those bands came out. And so we went through our breakdancing phase. And there was a gang of us. They would go down on the street corner with the cardboard boxes and lay them out and do our things and spin around and do all that stuff. We had a cut. There were a couple crews. I mean, it, looking back, it's the it's one of the most ridiculous things in the world because we're all just a bunch of like rednecks with mullets, like breakdancing on the street, right? And listening to Metallica records when we're not listening to Run DMC records. But it was just it was a very strange period of my life, a very bizarre little two year blip. Um, but you know, front and I, I don't dance. Like I don't dance. Like after that, you know what I mean. Like that, I pretty much hung up the the pumas at that point. I was just like, I'm done, right? But I, there is a part of me that looks that watches people, and I'm very self conscious about it. And I think, you know, maybe I should, you know, kind of let it go one of these days. Yeah. Like maybe I should just tear you it should. up one of these days. So you never know, right? Dick's keep an eye out at the candy factory because yes, you never we have know. To channel our Drews, our inner Drews. <laughs> Well, it's time for us to waltz on out of this topic. Why? I'm That's just right. off today. I just can't. I can't get them today. The segues. Some Phil. Some days I mm. nail them. Yeah, yeah. Some, some days it's just not there. Topic. Yeah. Topic number four is space travel. Have you been to space, Phil? Uh, not physically. <laughs> okay, <laughs> not physically. I would love to. I am a huge fan. When I was a a kid, and of course I am three times your age. Well, twice at least. But um, when I was a kid, I was way into the space program, man. I was, um, 
let's see, I was 13, 14 years old when, when Neil Armstrong landed on the moon. You know, for me, space travel was just the coolest thing of all time. I'm still a bit of a science geek. I mean, my wife calls me Mr. Science. So I'm still into that, the technical side of things. I mean, that's why even as a producer, I'm also an engineer. I love the technical side of shit. But um, to me, space travel is the coolest thing of all time. If, 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 I, if I'm ever given the opportunity, it's, I doubt it's going to be affordable in my lifetime. But I would, take, I would take the risk in a heartbeat to sit on top of mm. a huge freaking yeah. rocket and go into space. And I, what's his name? Tom Cruise? Who's, who's making a movie in outer space? Is he? If somebody would, it would be him. I just heard, um, honestly, he's joining with uh, Nexus and Nexpat Spat and NASA. And they're, they want to make a real film. They want to actually shoot um, a film that is wow. actually filmed in freaking outer space. Um, and I think it was Tom Cruise. You are correct. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued by the idea. I think it'd be really interesting to, to go into outer space. Although I don't feel like like I'm personally going to be kind of willing to do that in my lifetime like the technology's really got to speed up like i'm definitely not going to be like in the first you know five hundred thousand people that got you know what i mean like yeah. i can't even do the roller coaster you know what i mean like oh, i don't even yeah. like to yeah well you know you gotta have that a little bit of that goofy uh you know like i like riding motorcycles yeah you'll kill yourself yeah, okay whatever so, right right you know i have a little bit of that kind of stupid daredevil thing anyway and uh so I would, I would, I would do that in like half a second. It's, uh, you know, it, I mean, and, it, and, and hopefully we're, we're getting more into that ex, exploratory idea. I mean, we've gotten away yeah. from wanting to get out into space and people are like, well, what the fuck? Why do we need to go to Mars? We can't live there. What's the crazy shit? Well, if you look at any cool thing you own, most of it was developed because of the space program. That's true. They were like, this is impossible. Mm -hmm. Well, let's figure out how we can do it. Okay. Right. So, you know, in integrated circuits were invented. So high-speed technology was invented. So blah, 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 blah. I mean, there's so much stuff that was invented because they went, oh, shit, we don't have a way to do that. Well, then we have to figure it out and make it. Mm -hmm. And so all of a sudden you get, I mean, the reason why you can get a, a thermos right now and put hot coffee in it, stick it in your freezer, and a month later, it's still hot. That's the fucking space program right. caused that to happen, okay? So, um, yeah. any rate, you know, I, I yeah. think just, the, you know, the goal, of course there's a goal, but as, as dumb as it sounds and as, as t typical, it's like it's the journey, and it's what you learn in the journey that makes yeah. that important, you know? Yeah, man, fucking Velcro. That's all Velcro. I got to say. Look at Velcro. Velcro. I mean, you know, Velcro, uh, uh, pens with ink that's pumped, and you know, that that's my favorite. One of my favorite stories, real quick, about the space program. They, they they had to invent a pen that would work in zero g. So NASA went to PaperMate, and they spent a hundred thousand dollars inventing a pen that was pressurized, so the ink would hit the ball and it would write, and all this stuff in outer space. And the Russians went, well, we just bring pencils. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. And it's a true, that's a true story. That's awesome. I am intrigued, though, how space, it seems like that we made a whole bunch of progress between, you know, 35 and 50 years ago. Yeah. And then it just seems like it sort of petered out. Like, the, like you know, if you compare it to other technology, like, say, mm -hmm. the iPhone. Sure. Right? That's just like, it's changing quick. But space travel, I don't know. Diggs? 
no you're i mean i've i was lamenting the other day that like we had shuttles <laughs> we you know we we got space travel to the point that we could you know take off and land and uh and I mean, in general, I've just we've made so many backward steps. We had Concorde. I know that's not space travel, but I mean, it's the closest thing you could get to space travel in a commercial airliner, uh, right? And it's you know this it's it's sad. Um, maybe this Tom Cruise movie, which apparently is supposed to help reinvigorate the excitement of of, of space, and I hope so. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah, I mean, it, something to to just inject some energy into. Right. It. Yeah. But that means it's time to blast off into topic number five. There it is. <laughs> He's back. Hey. Which is, ah. how is or did COVID-19 affect you? Uh, <laughs> too, too soon? Not at all. De- de- definitely, at all. definitely an is, because we're not, it's, it's definitely not a did. Well, you know what? It's interesting. Um, and, and what's really, I've found more and more people I talk to, um, there, there's been... The good side and the bad side, but mm-hmm. there's been good the good side, you know? I mean, yeah, absolutely. It's hard. The, the, the social isolation is terrible and blah, 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 and this and that. But like today for the, for the uh, I think, the 42nd day in a row, my wife and I went for a three-mile walk, and it was mm. great. I mean, we never would have done that, you know? I mean, I've lost seven pounds. I'm eating better. I mean— you know, uh, you know, I, I, I'm working remotely, of course. You know, I was telling you guys earlier, I'm doing some work with John Bon Jovi and, you know, I'm working in a remote studio and we have an engineer that's with him that does the recording and stuff. And then me and my pal Obi put it together and blah, blah, blah. And my workload is a quarter of what it was, but right. I'm enjoying life in a different way better. I don't enjoy the fact that I can't see my kids. I can't see, you know, it... Um, it's funny, Jim Gaffigan just on, on CBS Sunday Morning said, you know what, I miss just seeing people I don't know. Mm. <laughs> That's a great point. It's like, I'm I'm a New Yorker. I miss just seeing people who sneer at me. I miss those people, you <laughs> right. know? And it's a weird thing, but it's kind of true. And, um, but but in other ways, it's, um, you know, the ozone layer's coming back. Um, just the other day, we were going on one of our walks. I'm looking, there's a, you know, we're walking in our neighborhood. And there's a little couple little streams that go under the street and blah, blah, blah. And there's a, a gentleman standing there looking over the edge and he's watching the stream. And I'm like, wow. And then he keeps walking. And I, as I get closer to him, he's having a business meeting. He's like, so, the, the, you know, we got to figure that the last quarter is really going to take a dip and blah, 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 blah. And here's a guy. When was the last time he had a business meeting with his staff and he was looking at a mm-hmm. stream going by? You know, That's a good point. Yeah. it wasn't that horrible, you know. And so many people are realizing that, unfortunately, yeah, there's a lot of people who can't go to work. If you bus tables, if you're, you know, working in a, there's so many op- you know, places that mm-hmm. no, you can't work right now. And that is mm-hmm. tough. And it's really tough. And I get it. But um, fortunately for some of us, it, um, it, it, it's been both. You know, it's been the yeah. best of times. It's been the worst of times, to quote our friend Shakespeare. But yeah, no, you're right. I mean, there's there's definitely things that I've noticed about even my own sort of habits and patterns. Um, there's a slowing yeah. that's happened. There's definitely a pace. Yeah. Uh, and that's good, right? There's, there's I, I really do think so. This reset button, I think, is sorely needed. And everyone just has to step back for a minute. And, you know, again, 
you know, it, it's not great for everybody. You know, everybody has different, you know, it's again, different fa- facets of how, how horrible it is. But but for a, for a lot of us who are very fortunate, um, you know, yeah, it, it's limiting, but it's it's opened up different windows. As I said, I, I don't think I've seen this much sunshine in like 15 years because my studio is right, underground. Right. You know? Biggs, how about you? Well, I mean, it's been fun uh, doing these Zoom recordings for 5x5 five five as the most like, you know, immediate thing that pops to mind um a couple weeks ago phil i was able to uh, snag a, a friend of mine's dad who lives in europe um uh, because mm. it, typically we would record these in the studio that's uh, at the candy factory where we co-work together um but you know it's we made the best of it as, or made as 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 uh, we've done as well as we could with this situation i mean and personally you know i was used to sort of uh, splitting my workday between home and candy factory, so the 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 in my working life the real change was just getting used to being here, you know, twenty four seven. But then also it forced me to when I go out, I didn't uh, trust um, my fellow Lancastrians to social distance properly uh, in the early days of this uh, quarantine. So I would go explore down by the river, and I did so. I I found. Or I, I got to do a, a rail trail that I've been wanting to do for years, and I just never, you know, I was like, oh, there are things I can do that are closer. Why would I go all that far? But because of this, I've been going. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, absolutely. It's been, it's been nice. Yeah, I mean, Terry and I live, again, about a mile from Ursinus College, and it's a beautiful campus. I had been on it all of once. Mm. There's statues, and there's all kinds of mm-hmm. really cool artwork we even get to go up to the empty dorms and look in the window and see what kind of booze the kids has, have on their shelves. We're four years, but it's like, I don't care. This is kind of fun. You know, it's kind of kooky. I think it's, I think though, overall for me, like, um, I'm ready to, uh, I'm definitely ready to, to take some of the good stuff that we are missing and start bringing that back. Like, like you said about yeah. just seeing people you don't know. Yeah. Um, that's definitely, it's it just being around people and out and about, I think is something that I, I definitely miss and I'm really looking forward to getting back to. But. Agreed. And there you go. Yeah. Fastest 25 minutes in podcasting. Zing. Wow. That's it? That's it. That's I it. haven't even started talking about myself. <laughs> For Phil, we're, we're going to have to do a 12 by 8, 18. <laughs> okay. Uh, you know what? I am, I am so down five. with that. This is fun, man. You guys, this is a great thing. I, I'm really enjoying this. I definitely have to g- listen to the other 10. Yeah. 20, 26. Yeah, the other twenty six. Uh, it's hard to believe it's been that many, and it's. Uh, but it's 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 gone by quickly, and and we've really enjoyed a, a wide variety of guests, and and we've enjoyed talking to you, Phil. Thanks so much for being on the program. You know what? Uh, it's great to be here. I, I, I really enjoyed it. I really have. I, I did. I had no idea what it was about, and the concept is awesome. I'm, I'm going to steal it and use it myself. Thanks. <laughs> Go for it, man. <laughs> Appreciate it. The Candy Factory Five by Five Podcast is recorded at the studios of The Candy Factory, a co-working campus in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. The show is produced and hosted by Jason Mundock. Along with co-host Robert Diggs, regularly joining the Yakety Yakking. Editing and additional production provided by Anna Tran. The opinions and views expressed on this podcast are solely those of the expressor. The Candy Factory is not in any way responsible if anyone said something stupid. Our theme music was composed and recorded by a really cool guy. Really cool guy. A really cool guy. Really cool guy named John Chen. Relevant links and show notes can be found on the show post at the Candy Factory website. Coworkinginlancaster.com. Maybe that's it. Is that it? Okay.